You kick it. Kick it! What's up, everybody? How are we? Hope your day's going good. Hope everything happening in your life as well and you're staying safe out there. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Nerd Jocks Podcast. I am Chris Marone, one half of the... I'm Jesse. I'm Jesse Grun, the other half. You know what's funny about the whole staying safe thing? Somebody listens to this uh, during the inevitable zombie apocalypse that's going to occur from rushing vaccines through. Um, it's a different staying safe. Like it, it's that's true. Staying safe is going to be totally different. It's Absolutely. not going to be the same staying safe. No. You know, it's like stay safe out there because people are trying to eat your brains. That's that's brains. that's a reality I think a lot of people are excited about and ones that are more logical thinkers are like please god I hope this never actually happens. Where would you, where would be the first place you'd go if there was a zombie apocalypse? What's the first place you would go? Somewhere cold. Cold. Yeah. Cold. Being being here in California we can go up into the mountains into where it's cold and hopefully find a, a cabin with a guy named Bill and you know hopefully he can look out for us and not not potentially try to stab us in the back. What about you? I'd I'd invade the police impound lot first, um, and I'd steal weapons, vehicles, and lots of cocaine because most likely I'm going to need to stay awake at night. So I, I think that's probably yeah, best especially if it's medical option. grade. If they've got some of that yeah. medical grade, yeah, you're going to be staying awake <laughs> for a long time. She's like, "What zombies? Where are they?" Yeah. Ah! i'm ready speaking speaking of zombies this is a professional segue because this is a professional show right uh there have been a lot of remakes of zombie movies and even zombie games yeah and today's show we are going to talk about remakes remasters and uh, it, specifically in the video game industry, we know that's done in the film industry. It's been done in film industry for years. I think there's a new Exorcist coming out. Do we need that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but, but specifically in the video game industry, the surge of remakes and remasters, and it was just announced recently that we're going to have both a Mass Effect remake or remaster, sorry, remaster, yeah. Um, for the the next gen consoles and also they're going to do re4 the way they did re3 and re2 Um, yeah which i think that's more of a remake than a remaster and we'll kind of talk about the differences between the two yeah so chris are you are you a fan of the recycling that we're seeing in the video game industry i think the choice to do it like you were saying as we see in film and, and television is is um it's just parallel to that decision making of it's a good business move because we know if it was a popular game in the past, it's most likely will re- receive some sort of popularity in the future. So in terms of the business decision, it makes sense. I get it. As the consumer and artist, I only am fine with it when it actually goes to like a new level and it and it mirrors like what if that game was developed in today with everything that we have and the type of thinking that we have with, you know, video game design, then I'm cool with it. If games come out and they have that, Oh wow, this does feel like it's old, but it, it is absolutely new. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same, kind of the same way. I think. And, and when we discuss the difference between remakes and remasters, uh, I, I am a fan of some of the things they're doing with remakes. Yeah. Well, we'll reference the final fantasy series. Um, what they've done transitioning that. But I think that, 
you know, I really dipped my toe into the whole, the, the remake remaster is, was really what really introduced me was the whole collections idea. So when yeah. I transitioned from Xbox 360 to uh, PS4, before Uncharted 4 came out, I purchased the um, Drake collection. Because yeah. I didn't play the first three games. Yeah. And it was great because because it's a story-driven narrative. And if you hadn't played the other games, you know, a lot of the, the ins and outs of the characters and some of these moments that were built up to for three other games wouldn't have meant as much. You know, for me as a, as a consumer, for me as a gamer. Yeah. What I think is really interesting is, you know, now we're seeing them all the time. They, yeah. Assassin's Creed isn't really linear storytelling, right? No. I mean, let's put that in perspective. I mean, it, it, it they tried to do it and it was really, it did, didn't go very well. It's better it's now like they that they've, like, they've removed those linear walls. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, they have like this backdrop linear story going on with some spies and stuff that I, you know, the last time I played, I played Odyssey. I just didn't care. No. I was like, can I, can I go back to being in Greece now? Like, yeah. That's yeah. Can I go back to that. I even please? think they that's, know that. That's what I even I'm think they saying. now know yeah. that. <laughs> can I go back to being in Atlantis randomly? Like this yeah. is great. That's I, what I'd it's going to be, be when, when, when Valhalla is out. Let me, let me just go back into, into the North stuff. I, I, I thank you. Thank you. People of, of the future. No, no, no. Take me back. And and so like there's certain games where the whole collection aspect of it makes sense when it's linear storytelling and I'm trying yeah. to catch people up, right? Yeah. The Halo Master Chief collection was really just I, I think a cash grab. It was like, hey, look, we've got it also got to PC. Know. And that was a that, that's the thing. That was a that was that's, a choice yeah. to really get into the PC players out there into one, you know, collective game. Yeah, and that makes sense. When, when we're talking, when we're talking porting over something to another system that may have been an exclusive, and now that exclusivity is gone, I get it. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about something that, you know, again, I, I'll go back to Assassin's Creed or the recent remakes of the Call of Duty series, yeah. which was just straight remakes. I mean, I, I played the first Modern Warfare when it was on. You know, we had Xbox, what was it, 360? Or what, yeah. what What did we have at the time? I don't remember, 180? Yeah, How many Xboxes have there been at this point? A lot, and, and with their <laughs> names, it's hard to tell who's who. But, you know, I, and then, you know, the, the new remastered edition came out for uh, uh, PS4, and I played it, and I was like, eh. Yeah. Like, other shooters have already done it better. Like, my nostalgia is not so tied to them making it a better game. Yeah. Um, Chris, do you think, how would you define to the layman the difference between a remake and a remaster? Uh, I think there's a good example of that is if you look at the Last of Us remaster that came out for PlayStation 4. Mm. That's another good one. Not a lot changed other than graphics and some sound design, but... Overall, it's pretty much the same exact game. And, and that's more of like a remastering. Um, whereas like a remake is supposed to be that they are in fact remaking the game down to like its, its, its code. Um, but using that original code and doing something different, like with the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, that's a, that is a remake. But they used the original code in order to 
remake this game. And so they still honored what is the gameplay of Tony Hawk that we remember while adding all this new stuff to it, uh, making it a new experience for the the current gamer who didn't grow up on Tony Hawk and a familiar yet new experience for the old gamer that grew up on Tony Hawk. Yeah, I think it's, and I think you, you hit the nail right on the head. And we, we're also seeing games that are kind of like blurring the line between remake and remaster where they're, they're keeping the core gameplay mechanics. They're keeping uh, a lot of the things, but they're changing just enough that it seems more like a remake. I, I think RE2 was a really good example of that. Uh, RE3 was a good example of that as well. Yeah. Where we kept, we kept a lot of the, the same, you know, the same levels, the same enemies, uh, the same expectations, but we changed a few things from either character emotion or your interaction with character to the point where it seemed like a remake. Yeah. And I, I got to be honest, I only played half of RE2 because I think one of my big complaints with the, the remastering and remake is keeping some of the gameplay mechanics that we had <laughs> back then. Like, you know, RE2 is, you know, let, let's just call it what it is. Zombies are bullet sponges. Yeah. They were bullet sponges back in the day because you couldn't have as many zombies on screen at the time. Yeah. Right. So you, you couldn't just have some character mow through three because if he mows through three, then it's like, oh, well, it's going to take a few load before we get another three. Yeah, exactly. But now with the way we have gaming performing yeah. and the way we have systems, yeah. it would make sense not to have bullet sponge zombies where I was just like, I don't want to shoot these guys anymore. I'm just going to run around and run away. Yep. I, I just... I think there are certain things that need to stay in the era at which they came from. Yeah. And that's, that's where I think even like uh, developers are, are, are figuring that out even more. Ubisoft recently announced the uh, Prince of Persia uh, remake from Sands of Time. And everybody was like, Oh, cool. Initially with this announcement. But then once you saw the trailer and they did it at their event and they showed it off, people were like this, what you kind of upgraded the graphics, not too much. Uh, just a little bit, and the gameplay looks the same. Maybe you have more enemies and a couple more puzzles or whatever, but it felt like that moment of, like you were identifying before, is it, you know, is it just a cash grab? And it shouldn't be. You know, if you're going to say, hey, we're going to go back and, and uh, distribute this game again for people to play it, well, give us a new experience. Yeah, let it be familiar, but make it, in fact, new. Like, actually just take that leap of faith, <laughs> Ubisoft, and, right. you know, get yourself to a place where you're willing to to say, hey, we, we're doing a whole new take on what that game was while still honoring um, how you remembered it. I think it's interesting to think about, and, and I'm 100% with you there, I think it's interesting to also think about... Um, game pricing for remasters because for me charging $60 for the same game on the next gen system when there was no storyboarding that went into it the development was just basically brushing up and bringing something up graphically speaking right yeah. changing some character models putting yeah. it in it's not the same development time and I think I think that's a conversation that needs to happen because we we do see their prices drop faster. I will say that, like yeah. the you know bat, the Batman Arkham collection that came out yeah. when it was um, 
you know, Ark, uh, Arkham Asylum and then yeah. Arkham City. Yeah. Um, that that was the the collection. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting that it and they left Origins out for some reason. I don't know. They just hate that game. <laughs> Rocksteady's like, you didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. We're not really doing anything anyway. Leave us alone. Uh, <laughs> we're, but, on a, we're on yeah. a several year long sabbatical. Whatever. You know, Suicide Squad is coming in 2022, maybe. You know? <laughs> but I think I think that, you know, and it, that price dropped pretty quickly down to $29.99, but it started out at $59.99, where yeah. it was like, do I want to pay $60 for two games that I've already beaten and played through just because the graphics are going to be probably a little bit better and the character models are going to be a little bit better? But I mean, it's not like we're we're remastering or remaking like Path of Neo from PS2, which by the way is on my list of games that we should totally remaster. Absolutely. But, like, yes, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a throw. That's probably the best, in my opinion, movie connected game we've seen in a, in a in a long time. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's not like that. It's not like a PS2 game yeah. that okay, none of those character models are going to port over. We got to redo yeah. all these character models. Okay, I can understand that. But you know, when we're going literally one gen to the next you 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 shouldn't charge the consumer 59.99 for that same experience yeah i i agree i think an example of what a true remake is recently and anybody who is a fan of this series would know it is the final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. remake that came out like from top to bottom that that game is is what Final Fantasy VII was and why so many people fell in love with that game. And it is done with a modern uh, combat system. You can still do turn-based, but you can also do it in real time and it slows down when you want to make your decisions. Um, Of course, the camera angle is different. The the, the graphic overhaul that was non-existent there is existent now. The character models, like everything, everything. And they added all these new features and things to do and these side quests. They just, they truly made it this like, uh, action RPG um, that people have grown to love with you know Final Fantasy as it's as it's evolved and seven is is truly that like this is breathtaking I'm I'm so mm. impressed by this it deserves to be the standard where if you're gonna go hey we're gonna remake this game okay y'all better be doing some Final Fantasy seven level stuff in order to justify right. that price tag of you know 60 some now gonna be seventy dollars in in the next gen. Yeah. Hey, you know, for me, I think game prices are, if, if you're going to get hours of playtime out of a game, I mean, for me, game prices, you could probably charge me, you know, certain games. Like if you want to charge me a hundred bucks for destiny two, I've, you have know, you 10 cents. DLCs? Yes, of then course have I have. Paid. So still a hundred bucks then. Paid. Yeah, exactly. But still like, I don't, it's not a big deal to me. I know it's a big deal to some people. I'm not saying I'm made of money or anything. I'm just right. saying like when you when you price out how much enjoyment I've gotten out of it and then in relation to how much I paid for it, yeah. I think it's a relatively decent price, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, all my football players make fun of me because my main character is a Titan. They're like, you're such a noob. I'm like, what? I just I created a Titan in Destiny 1. It's the same guy. You know, there's actually something the to be same said guy about, the whole time. about video game prices and... and, and uh a game recently that's had a had a had a big impact that could lead towards you know some of these remakes maybe going for this way and some of these re-envisionings or remasters going this way is a game called Genshin Impact which is a free to play game it made its development costs back in 2 weeks because wow. it was just 
it was it's literally a game you can play for free and beat for free and never spend any money into it but people because they have that option they're like yeah i'll do that and if you get enough people being like i'll throw you five i'll throw you ten that number grows they themselves have made their money back in two weeks so these are models where like kind of like the stuff you're talking about now with game prices where they can shift how they go about distributing and requesting sales mm-hmm. to happen for their games and deliver an amazing experience because the people are talking about Genshin Impact is literally a good game. Like you play it and you're like, holy moly, this is really good. So I'd love to see games that were like, oh, we're going to recycle this game. Okay, what about for the generations that already spent money on it in the past? Why not sure. make it free to play and just add these aspects of, of you know, microtransactions in order to entice people to to spend in it. Yeah, I don't mind microtransactions. Yeah. I think they get a really bad rap. I it's mind them correctly. when the game already costs 60, 70 dollars, right? Yeah, and I mind them for pay to and, win. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, like the Star Wars, like the Star Wars series. Oh, Battlefront thing. 2 did that horribly. Oh yeah. And then they like flipped it around and fixed they, it. They and now it's yeah. like pretty solid. Yeah. Um I I will say like looking at there have been some really bad remakes and remasters yeah. i don't know I, I grew up well obviously because i'm old uh hashtag old guy with <laughs> this is the hashtag symbol i think uh hashtag old guy with nintendo and they tried to remake spy hunter and i think there's something to be said that, uh, about trying to recreate a nostalgic game that i didn't love because it was a great game yeah. I just loved it because in those moments I enjoyed it, right? Yeah. You know, it's the same the same thing with Goldeneye, right? They yeah. they redid Goldeneye on yeah. on Wii. And I mean, the reviews were fine on it, but it didn't make a lot of money no. and not a lot of people bought it no. because people have done better at the shooter since. Yeah. And like I didn't we didn't play we didn't play Goldeneye because it was like the most insanely detailed, amazing game. It was just, they did one thing really well and that's be a first person shooter. And since then it has grown and developed better first person shooters from there. So I think there's something to be said with trying to capture that feeling and bring it to the next level. And I think that uh, developers need to kind of take a step back and maybe start talking to the consumers. Absolutely. What the consumers want remade. Yeah. What do you know? Or remastered. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to say like, Hey, we have these games in our past that we're thinking about bringing back out, maybe going back and, and, you know, seeing a re-envisioning of them. What do you guys think? And and give the list of the titles. Cause there's many of those, like a place like Ubisoft has many titles that they could put forward and let the community interact on them and, and vote and kind of see, you know, do you know? Do maybe like a, a a poll or a ranked choice voting selection and see who comes out to be like a really popular one and go based on your response. We're gonna go into development on this game, right? We're gonna go into that and and put that forward for the community because it looks like you're interested in it. Now, some people might say, "Oh, that's dangerous." There's like a slippery slope to that, and there's this. What is that? What door does that open for? How much control the community has? We're the ones spending the money in the market if you provide us something we don't want and we could have told you we don't want it then there wouldn't be a waste of manufacturing time developmental costs all these things that we would just have been like you you guys could have just talked to the community we would have let you know right away so we don't want the et game remade or remastered no (laughs) 
No. Unless you're literally just saying, we're just going to literally do an entirely new E.T. game that you all deserved. What, what do you... I'm sorry. Like, ultimately, you watch E.T., you don't come away from that and go, man, I wish there was a video I game in this movie. Yeah, there it was, was like a, when I was... There was a remake yeah. back in the day. Um, do you remember Conker's Bad Fur Day? Yes. The original one was great. They did a remake... And it was just like everybody who loved Conker's Bad Fur Day was like, this isn't, what did you do? And that's the same, right? Yeah. That needs to be avoided. It should be avoided. We can avoid it. Do they want to avoid it? Uh, You know, sometimes I'm just kind of like, do you guys just want to take these losses for taxes or whatever? Right, right. Uh, We don't want to look like, we we don't want to look as profitable (laughs) because then we bring our profits down and we're in a different bracket, which is nice. Um, no, I, I, I firmly, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. There's certain there's certain games that should not be remade. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that there are games, you know, like we kind of talked about that are that are meant for that uh, generation. They're meant for that time. But I do think that gaming, as it's evolved, has become this incredible narrative-driven story piece. Yeah. That if I could see games brought to you know, current gen with the same narrative, maybe the same ideas, characters, yeah. world, but some changes made to it, yeah. and also to bring it bring it up to date. Yeah, there are certain games that I would welcome that in. Yeah, you know, there there are certain there are certain there are certain trend for me transcendent stories that were just great, like individual worlds that were developed. You oh, know, we're basically the world was its own setting. Looking forward that we we want to come back out uh, from from our love back on on PlayStation and PlayStation Two, Twisted Metal. Yes, please bring it, bring Twisted it. Metal you created is, this amazing world. It was, and Twisted it was Metal Black took it, took it to an entirely new level. Oh my Everyone, lord! When you talk about any fan out of Twisted Metal, they're like, "Black? Did you play Twisted Metal Black? Of course I played." Did you play Twisted Metal Black? Black? Did you get yes. your terrible ending? Did everybody get? Did you get your terrible yeah. ending? Yeah, and did Where you Calypso have an is the worst time? wish grinder ever? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yes, but did you oh. have an amazing time the whole time? And were you just like somehow encapsulated with all of these characters and their journeys and everything that they went through? Yes. Yeah. Bring that back. You know. Yes. Make it. Make yeah. It well, rein- like with all the technology that we have now, the game development power that we have now, just the capability of what we can do with game development remake twisted metal black or, or, or legit just remake it twisted metal Warzone style huge map 150 players playing against each other in cars Dude. like in my mind i'm just like going around getting the power get up when would I, when would i get up would i be like cartman in that episode of of the uh, south park man bathroom my favorite line Man. my favorite line in that episode is like guys do you want to go outside and have a good time and play, or do you want to stay inside and do something that really matters? And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, um, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent there. But I think what's cool about you know Twisted Metal was you know PlayStation One was an incredible experience. First time you played, and Twisted Metal Two took it to the next level. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that was yes. I mean, it was Twisted yes. Metal One was good. Twisted Metal you were Two like, oh, was my god, and Two was like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And you know, we, we created transcendent iconic characters in those games. Uh, and, and the narrative, it, what it turned into where everybody had their own backstory. They were very flushed out. They connected with each other at times. 
you know, I, I think yeah, that gives us did. an opportunity. I think that gives us an opportunity to take it to the next level and actually, you know, build off of that. If you want to re- remake Twisted Metal 1, yeah. you know, now that we know what we know about everything, I, I, I'd, I'd be okay with something yeah. like that. Um, you know, I think, you know, they kind of did that. I will say this. They kind of did a good job with that, not Sony, but with the recent Modern Warfare. So not the remastering of Modern Warfare, but the newest Modern Warfare that came out, Mm. where we brought back some of the characters that were in the original Modern Warfare game. And it was a remake. It wasn't a remaster. That was a strict remake where we brought back Captain Price. We followed some of the same semblance, but we brought the story to 2020. Yeah. And then, and that's what was created, which I thought was cool. Nintendo's you know? been doing that with some of their games recently too, with uh, you know, like Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, and even the the Mario Sunshine that you can now play on the Switch. Like, people are 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 legitimately like, oh wow, I didn't get to experience this then. And people who are like, no, I got to experience it, and you should still play it. You know, so yeah, right. you're right. There there have been places where uh like that example with with modern warfare it works but it it also appears like they actually put in the time and effort to say what are we doing different um in order to engage uh our previous consumers and the consumers who have never touched this game in the first place yeah and i think um side note have you ever seen like some of them uh i guess there was a, a I'm not as up to date on Nintendo as you are, okay. but there was a Mario that came out where they were, you could make your own worlds and levels. I yeah. can't remember which one it was called. Yeah. yeah. Super um, Mario maker. I believe it's yes. called. Yeah. Watching some of the levels that people made that were just all moving parts and, uh, fireball art. I'd like literally watch that. And it gives me anxiety <laughs> watching it. Dude, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, why are you subjecting yourself to that? Right. Why right. you created right. it and then you experienced yeah. it. It's not like you created it and put somebody else in and you're like, I'm never going to play it, which is kind of like the, what you would expect. But you're like, no, you created your own torture device and tortured. Yourself. Right. No, thank you. Before we get to our top three, I think we're, we're both going to do top three games that we want to see the remade or remastered and then games that should never see the light of day to ever be remade or remastered again. Yeah. I do want to talk about with VR, which we are going to do a whole show on VR, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Um, what, what was the, what was the Nintendo one called that? I just I had a headache within five minutes of playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What yeah. we're seeing now them take uh, the production companies taking these uh, story driven narrative games and then trying to bring them into VR. And I think we're seeing a hit or miss with that experience. Yeah. You know, I think Skyrim for some people has been a hit. Oh yeah. Doom for some people was a hit. Yeah. Um, but I also think that there've been some, some misses as well. Sure. You know, they did the Batman Arkham game, which I played, which basically had, you know, paper thin amount of content to yeah. it. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot, and it was just kind of drawing off of it. It was really cool to throw a batarang the first ten times you threw it, and then on the eleventh, I was like, "What else am I going to do here?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, what do you think about the changes of of changing something from either a third person um, or a first person experience and bringing it over in, into the VR world? Yeah, I think it's a big challenge for developers. Uh, I think it's. I think at least from what I'm hearing and paying attention to and talking about on, on daily gaming news is uh, it seems that game development is getting easier, especially for next gen with the hardware and the capabilities that we have. So figuring out how to make something VR is 
if it's already first person, it's it's easier to do. If it's third person, do you keep that third person omniscient kind of perspective, like an Astrobot kind of experience? Um, mm. Or do you just go into the first person? And there's actually, it's so funny that you bring that up, is I'm really hyped about Hitman's next game, which is its final game in the series. It's going to have virtual reality. It's going to mm. have, you can play these missions through the perspective of Agent 47 in, in virtual reality. And hearing that is like, wait, hold on, what? Like, if you need to be in the kitchen and you need to be hiding like a like a chef, the game doesn't just do the animation for you. You got to do the chopping and the movement so that people look at you and seem like you're actually doing the work of the of the person being there. And that is a, is a feature of like what it'll be like in VR that's different than the game as they were, um, uh, uh, IDEOS Interactive was was you know, uh, um, uh, acknowledging the changes where if you're taking those steps and those approaches to it, great. But if you're just, I don't know, porting it over just to try to get someone to experience a first person game in VR, but it's really no different. It's like, it, to me, that just right. seems like a, like a, just a, a waste of time and effort. Yeah. And I'm, I feel the same way. None of that ever. And I have a PSVR, that none of that really drew me in. Like yeah. I didn't look at like Skyrim VR, which first of all, I didn't play the first Skyrim because I knew I would lose so many hours of my life the it. way I play. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. So real quick to the viewers at home, I know the quality of and both Skyrim and, and listeners. Yes. I know the value of both Skyrim and the Witcher, especially the third Witcher. I purposely did not play either of those games because I knew how much of my life I would lose by playing those and how angry my wife would be at me for playing those games. I understand. So for the sake of, so for the sake of my marriage and the sake of my business, yeah. I said, I'm not going to play Skyrim and the Witcher. We, call, we like uh, to call that self-control. Yes. Good job. And, and just sometimes knowing, you know, like I'm not going to go into an back. all you can, I'm not going to go into a restaurant that's all you can eat gelato because I know I'm going to have a problem with that, right? Because that sounds like an idea that just, needs to exist. <laughs> gelato I isn't vegan. I, I get where you're gelato coming. isn't vegan. What? It's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> I get, I get, and I get where you're coming from, man. I, I totally do. It's, yeah, it's it's uh, the Skyrim example is a good one because how many times has Skyrim come out now? It's kind of the same thing we're experiencing with GTA. I mean, they're about to crank out another GTA 5 for PlayStation 5. But when you got the GTA virtual reality upgrade, you're like, oh, wow, experiencing GTA. like It was like the first person upgrade that was there was a mind blower because we've never seen, you know, Grand Theft Auto in first person. Um, but now they have like that VR ad addition if you have a, um, a PC and you can play it. And it just, again, it takes it to the next level. It has to have that feeling. Like it really has to legitimately... Right justify the experience um and not be this like half-assed type of gameplay yeah you know the only the only one that i i, I will say i have mixed feelings about the this this will be the last point i make i have mixed feelings about the remaster of spider-man 4 mm -hmm. or spider-man going from ps4 to uh ps5 I'm probably going to buy that edition, the Miles Morales edition, because I enjoyed the first, my first and only platinum playthrough of Spider-Man the first wow. time, because I literally made sure I did everything. That's awesome. Um, this is, you know this is, is why like, the denial of The Witcher and Skyrim, what you just heard. Yes. Why. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, like Batman Arkham Knight, I literally found every Riddler trophy before I ever advanced like 
anywhere in the story. Like, Someone like, oh, somewhere I'm gonna, is I'm listening. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. Do I'm, I'm that meme where it's like you do all the side quests first. I show up. I'm like a level 100, and the first boss is like a level 10. It's like oh. get out of here. I <laughs> yeah, smite exactly. you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like you should not have these powers. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that um, I've, I've mixed feelings about it because I just played through it. You know, like do it. Am I super excited about it? I mean, no. Am I going to pay the extra ten dollars to have it? Probably. Yeah. Like, you know, just because yeah. I, I like enjoyed Insomniac the first game too, so much. So I'm, I'm I'm happy with with them as developers and and. I don't know about that new Peter Parker, bro. I don't know about that new Peter they, Parker. They, yeah, <laughs> that's a yep. That's a wonderful topic. So it's a topic for another time. Let's, let's do top our threes. top threes. Top threes games uh, that we would love to see remade. And, and I want to go. I want to go remade, not remastered. Remaster is kind of like I like what you talked about, which is we've got so many new abilities with game development. Let's not just remaster something from. from yes. Um, yes. So we'll be sure. your number one game you'd love to see remade well i'm gonna go number three first i don't want to say because i have a hierarchy because i have a three to three two one so three two one so uh (laughs) the first one was so random it's the one i mentioned already the matrix path of neos i thought i thought that that was a really enjoyable so if you put if you watch the matrix series you know there's so much action and there's so many opportunities to really do something with neo which was done on playstation 2 but there was sometimes so much going on on screen while it was going on that it was just like it, the, the cpu of the playstation 2 couldn't handle it which yeah. i thought was really interesting yeah. but i think if you if you remade that or at least like i kind of put that with the 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 other matrix game that came out if you did a matrix game uh-huh and kind of tied them together and you could play different characters and maybe have different outcomes available to you. But, you know, take some of the, what path of Neo did, which was make you get you a chance to replay some of the scenes of the movie. Like the, the, the Smith fight was really cool. You know, being able to be Neo in the Smith fight is amazing. Right. It was really cool. Um, And then weave in some of the other story and maybe go past the end of the movies into some of the other characters after I would love to see a, a franchise that's that's technically older. We're going to get some new ones. I have no idea how. We're going to get some new ones. I have my fan fiction, but I won't talk about that right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then tra- transition in. So that would be my third. Uh, a Matrix game, both Path of Neo and the... Uh, I forgot what the name of the Matrix game was where you were it was, uh, Ghost. It was Jada Pinkett Smith and uh, the other guy. Oh, yeah, Ghost. Yes. Character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah that was, exactly. That was actually fun and had, had cool cool gameplay elements in it. That's a, that's yeah, a so th- good suggestion. That was number three for me. Yeah, that's number three for me. What's number three for you on your hierarchy? You know, I don't really have a hierarchy, so to speak. Okay. I, I just kind of have um, games that I would love to see. Uh, get brought back and 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 made um so let's start off with uh a series i'm so torn there's like so many i'm so torn i would say uh this was one i was thinking about recently with i'd love to see metal gear solid snake eater Mm. remade Mm. with the engine and everything they did with the last metal gear solid four um uh, or metal gear solid five sorry so that's a thing that i think is uh a game that 
pushed the hardware to its limits when it first came out and was very shocking how good it was that now if you were to take the ray tracing the the, Mm -hmm. the, you know the 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 graphics that we have everything to that extent with snake eater especially its setting and just add some new elements of gameplay in there like we saw out of out of kojima's last one um you know though he wouldn't be involved of course it would be a a new storyteller or just keep the same story like don't don't change the story at all snake eater is is a wonderful story on its own uh there could be so much done with that that i think would be such an amazing experience with today's game development uh technologies and, and graphics upgrade yeah, I'm with you there. I have a my number two, which I think is going to be interesting. Which you're going to be like, whoa, Army of Two. Oh, yeah. I would love to see them redo Army of Two. Oh, yeah. I think you know, we've got all this multiplayer going on, but I think co-op doesn't need to die out. I think there's co-op experiences that we should continue to have. And as the systems and the hardware start to accelerate, I think remaking, first of all, you've got some really good narrative elements there in both the first and the second game that tie them both together. And I think you've got this little world with the mercenaries that they made, which is really cool. But let's take the co-op experience and bring it to the next level. Okay? I agree, um, I mean, a, a cover-based shooter um, that's third person with really good story elements, uh, ways of enemies... Uh, uh, you could do a lot from a, from a MMORPG type setting where you actually like get to change out gun stuff and obviously your masks and armor and, and all of this. And, and you're just, you, you play co-op and then we add a multiplayer co-op experience to go along Easy. with it of two on two based. Yep. I think that would be really cool to bring to the next level. I thought, I thought that they actually did a pretty good job with those games. I really enjoyed them. Same. I couldn't agree more. I think they, uh, those those were games that we enjoyed playing, and and I think they set up a lot with uh, with what co op can be, how mm-hmm. it can feel, the customization aspect. The game had a lot of customization yes. factors, which was really cool. Um, you know, it just was a uh, it was a it was a genuine experience that I remember. And I've talked with some others recently who have mentioned that game, and they were like, "What happened to that? They could have done something. Mm-hmm. They could do something right. better now." I think a lot of games that we we loved early on, they were just so ambitious for their time period. The hardware couldn't yes. keep up with it. That the hardware yeah. that we have now is like, you can make any type of game you want. Like that is, right. we're, we literally have a game on PlayStation called Dreams where you make games and they are games that can draw so much attention. Like Nintendo issuing cease and desists from people remaking Mario 64 in Dreams. That's where we're at wow. in game design. That's where we're wow. at. So we can re- we can go back to the drawing board on some of these games that were like Army of Two and uh, and bring them bring them right back with with a a, a a design we wanted then. Just deliver it now. Yeah. Well, what would be your next on your list? Next on my list would be a game. Uh, speaking of Nintendo sixty four, uh, is a game called Jet Force Gemini. This is mm-hmm. a very OG third person alien shooter. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it very much. I think you could do kind of like what No Man's Sky's done, but not make it like this big, like open universe experience, like make it a, you know, a star system or a specific galaxy or whatever. And you go to the different planets and you kind of fight these different bugs and you go in and are collecting these, you know, uh, these, these, these items or whatever, but kind of give it that 
quest-based, side mission-based experience. Get onto your ship, fly off, fight these different these different alien creatures. I think Jet Force Gemini, for me, I just remembered having so much fun with that game. Yeah. Uh, and there were, of course, some bugs that I do remember, funny enough, like actual game bugs, not bugs in the game that you fight. And uh, I just think that there's a a graphical upgrade and a gameplay upgrade there that was a really fun idea that a lot of other games that have done the alien shooter other planet experience are are mirroring but i would love to see that game kind of come back and and do it with with those game designs i remember that game believe it or not yeah. i remember that game jeff force Gemini. uh force uh a side note not that i not that i'm gonna bring this one i was actually gonna bring this i'll bring this one up on games that shouldn't be remastered or remade okay. into it my number one has to be dead space so we have we have in my estimation one of the best worlds that was created from a horror perspective one of the most unlikely antagonist or i'm sorry protagonists that was created um and that i think that just kind of lost its way by the time it got to the third game i think the third game gets a lot of hatred that doesn't mm. it doesn't deserve i thought the snow was a very interesting setting like it being such a heavy yeah. blizzard you didn't know what was going on in the snow around you you have an opportunity especially with that first game to expound yeah. upon a narrative that existed that was really, really solid. I, I, I honestly, I don't know if Electronic Arts would make the game that I want out of that. Okay? No offense to EA. Uh, I don't think that they necessarily make great narrative-driven games. Um, but I would like to see another studio come in uh, and, and make a great, uh, just, just a fantastic survival horror game maybe add some new enemy types which would be really cool weapon types and yeah weapon types as well which you know think about that think about like all of the bench crafting that you do in that game there's so much weapon design and bench crafting that we've seen as games have gone on okay we've seen it more since dead space came out mm -hmm. um and i and i thought just you know, I love that game. I love one. I loved would, two. Would be intense. Just yes. the graphic yeah, there, overhaul alone. There, there are certain. You know, it's a very gory. It's very intense psychologically. You know, draining. I mean, you you get out of some levels in that game where you're fighting with both like the monsters themselves and not having air because you're in space. I mean, there's just there's so much that if we brought that to next generation, we could make an incredible series of games an incredible cinematic series doesn't need to be open world. You know, yeah. it, it, we don't need an open world game here. We could literally have a, a four part if done right of games for, for dead space, you know, that, that would blow your mind as a, as a consumer. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give my number one, I'm going to give my honorable mention cause this was tough for me because I was struggling with the stealth game choice from metal gear solid snake eater between this other game, which is my honorable mention splinter cell chaos theory. That mm, was the yeah. first one that did the PvP versus the the agents and the the, the soldiers. Yes, and I love so that. Good, so much mode. fun. I think that's a game that needs to be resurfaced. I think Splinter Cell just needs to come back and not be a virtual reality own experience that's rumored to be. Like it just needs to actually come back and have a presence in the in today's game. A lot of people are begging for a really good stealth game. Um, but then my I don't know if re, re, new voice I'm, I'm kind of over Michael Ironside's voice I gotta be honest I'd him, be cool with the guy who voices Kratos if we're gonna go with the voice yeah you know or to see like what, uh, what what Troy Baker uh, might do with that voice as well could be 
you know, could be, um, uh, could be really cool. Um, for my number one game that I would love to see, uh, re remade is a shooter, first person shooter. There's going to be a, there's a large community now of this series and it changed and I don't like the direction it took because I liked what it was, but rainbow six Vegas, Rainbow ah. Six Vegas and Rainbow Six mm. Vegas 2. Just throw them together as one big title yeah. as Rainbow Six Vegas. Leave it as the cover system that it had. Leave it as the shooting mechanics that it had. Leave the core code in there that it had. Add to it. Branch out from it. Get away from the 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 siege. Lean and peek and all that stuff that I just don't I don't find that fun. It's like oh you shot me through this little hole because I, I couldn't make out your your face. You know, uh, just all that stuff I had. <sighs> Endless, I haven't played it because of stuff like that. Endless, <laughs> endless, 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 endless amounts of fun with the Vegas series. Oh, I remember. And I think it's one that they need to revisit bringing back. And I think a lot of people in the in the shooter space would jump right over. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm with you there. I enjoyed the first two Rainbow Six games. I didn't necessarily like the direction it went, and I actually just kind of exited and, and moved on to yeah. to other first-person shooters. I'm going to do all three of my games that should not yeah. never be remade or remastered all at the same time, and okay. I'll go through my whys. Number one is a, a game I loved as a child, but is not one that ever needs to see the light of day on any system after. And that was a game called California Games that was mm. on Nintendo. If you remember California Games, you got to surf, you got to do hacky sack, you got to do skateboarding with a very uneven surface and lots of very dangerous sand. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't transition over, you know? Like it's not, you know, hacky sacking on next gen doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, another is a game called Jackal, which if you don't remember Jackal, Jackal was a Jeep based shooter on Nintendo was this really fun, engaging, like as a kid, I really loved it. It was like guerrilla war. It was one of those, like lots of waves of enemies and you had the camera that came down over top. So you saw everything while it was happening. A Jeep based shooter on next gen does not sound like a good, good time to me. I think really, I mean, it, it doesn't really, doesn't really do you know, much for me as a consumer. Yeah. Um, and I, I was, I was struggling with this third one, by the way, I had an honorable mention from before, but oh, yeah. my third one, uh, my third one, um, man. And now the name, I should have written down the name of the game. There was a jet ski racer that we used to play on PlayStation two. Oh, all the time. what it was. It, it wasn't wipeout. It wasn't, it was. Maybe it was wipeout. <laughs> No, is it wipeout? No. But I will say that jet ski racing on PlayStation 2. Jet Moto. Jet, jet Moto, Moto was the name of the game. Right. Doesn't yeah. sound like like it, it it sounds like it was fun for that time. Yeah. And we have so many other things that we could do with racing. I would love, a, a, you know, a, a, a very long racing experience. I think those could be really cool. Um, you know, maybe a race across the Sahara type thing. Um, but ultimately, like, that's not really a game that I'd ever like to see. Um, well, a, re, a, a remake that was my honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, 
near and dear to my heart. And I think we don't have enough games like this. Takes me back to the whole co-op experience that I think would be really cool. Would be a little game from Super Nintendo called Final Fight. I loved Final Fight. It was a very simple story with layers to it. The most amazing mayor ever. I mean, that guy was a, that was a mayor right there. Okay. And just, it opened up this whole world. And I think if you took it into, you know, maybe um, a third person, you know, combat based game and you just took the intensity, look, those gangs and all the guys that were involved were, it was very intense for that time. And I think you got some narrative that you could create there. I would definitely sit down and play, you know, final fight over again for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, So yeah, I'll jump through mine that way too. So one is, this was a game I used to play a lot. Speaking of, you know, PlayStation games. Actually, let me go ahead and get the first one out of the way. You mentioned it earlier. I just think it should, you know, (laughs) exist uh, uh, in in the space that it does is is E.T. There should be no revisiting E.T. It should (laughs) it should stay being the worst game ever made. Yes, you can watch a documentary on Netflix that helps explain the story of that game getting made and why it is as terrible as it is. And the fact that Steven Spielberg sat down, watched the game and was like, this is great. I'm behind it. I don't know. So absolutely no, no ET should, should, should keep should, doing movies, Steven should keep ever, doing movies should ever exist away from the games. There was a game. I think uh, this is a, a sports type game um, that I don't want to see remade specifically because I think they could do so much more with it. Uh, but um, a game called Cool Borders was this snowboarding game. Yes, I remember Cool Borders. Yeah, and I liked it a lot, but it was very limited. And I think they've done so much with the snowboarding game that, like, sure, I'm. I think I think they've still doing like SSX tricky games, or that's probably going to resurface with the success of 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 Tony Hawk's sure. Pro Skater. Like, we should just expect that. But that would just be like that snowboarding game where I'm like the. I don't want to see this remade because I have fond memories of it because I feel like if you turn around and remake it, people would see where it was limited and it didn't mirror that, you know, SSX type game. Like this is a lot of fun because I just think that extreme sports snowboarding thing has, has upgraded so much and has become this, you know, wonderful experience Um, for, for graphics. Now uh, the, I just don't touch it. You know what I mean? Just leave it in the past. Let it be that kind of like foundation game, which is actually leading me into my next game. And this is a controversial one because this game resonates with a lot of people within first person shooters who have been like, I'd love to see this game remade. I'd love to see this game remastered. And I have one reason why it shouldn't. And that's the game Black. If we remember Black, Black Mm -hmm. was amazing. It was such a wonderful shooter. It was next level Black was like the crisis of what first-person shooters should be. And it's because of that they shouldn't remake it a remaster because there's nothing you can do with Black now to make that experience feel like it did then because it's it's such an isolated anomaly that led to this next generation of what all first-person shooters took from it was how do we make it super realistic? How do we make the sounds loud? Like, how do we make it feel like black? And that's what every, mm-hmm. I think every shooter afterwards did that. Some people are like, oh, I wanna, why not remake black? And it's like, because it was purposeful in its time period. Let's not, 
Right. Let's not rehash that just to cash cow it, you know? Yeah, I never saw my copy of Black again when I loaned it to a certain professional wrestler <laughs> named Kenny. Loaned him Black. Never saw it Who again. will be joining us uh, uh, on, a, on a later episode <laughs> as we talk some more. I will games. make sure I bring up where is my copy of Black because I never got yeah, it back. Because, but uh, I knew that's a controversial no. one because Black, everybody, yeah, it, 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 it impacted a lot of people. Yeah, that, that was like a, a, my first sci-fi shooting experience on PlayStation was a game called Disruptor. I don't know if people remember oh, Disruptor, wow. but it was a first-person shooter. But it also you had powers, so yeah. very much kind of Bioshock-ish. Yeah. Never want to see that game again because Bioshock took it and just made it a whole lot better. Yeah. So, um, and you know uh, what? Shout, we could probably out, do another. Shout out to Bioshock. Yeah, you, we could probably do... Uh, kind of like we did with PlayStation, like Volume 1 episode. This could be like a Volume 1 of like remakes that they should do and remakes they shouldn't do because uh, some other games are starting to pop in my head that I was like, I want to put that on the list. So we're going to have another right. top three. So people are like, is that your top For six? Sure. Nah, it's top three of Volume 2, son. Yeah. I'll give, you, I'll give you a preview. Cool spot. It's on one of my lists. Mm, which <laughs> oh, one is it? Oh, exactly. <laughs> dude. Oh, yes. But if you... Hey, if, if you, the listener or viewer, have any ideas of uh, remastered games that you would love to see or um, remade games that you would like to see and what changes you'd like, you know, throw it in the comments. Absolutely. Okay? Uh, I think that would be really cool to see as a community some changes, some, some updates and some things that people want to see because we as the consumer, we have a voice. Let them know what our voice is and make sure again that E.T. and Superman 64 never see the light of day again i can't i couldn't agree more and and i think Just that is the, the best note to go out on with <laughs> this episode of of remasters and remakes that we want to see that we have seen and that we should never ever see. see that's why i wore my reverse flash shirt today because it. It, it was about yeah you like that uh, yeah, yeah it's so layered you're forward thinking over there pal well, that does bring us to the end of this Nerd Jocks episode. This was a lot of fun. I love stuff like this, going back into the memory bank and thinking of these games and coming up with uh, our lists and the dialogue and discussion. Hope you enjoyed listening as well. Yes, I uh, really enjoyed it. Our next episode, if you are tuning in, sports in the era of COVID, does it really count? Is this a... Is this a season More at 11. of, of Astros? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For for the Nerd Jock Podcast, I'm Jesse Grund. I'm Chris uh, thank Barone. you, nerds. Thank you, jocks. And Thanks, we nerd will jocks. catch you, listeners and viewers, next time. Woo! Woo!